It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long. It is a beautiful Friday. We actually don't have rain right now. The sun was out when I came up in this bad boy. It's a beautiful Friday, and it's also championship weekend. We got the 49ers and the Lions. We got the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both games on Sunday. I don't know if you know, but I'm freaking fired up about it. Today at 12 o'clock, we have Russell Copeland. He's going to join the program, and we are breaking down these two football games. We're going in, we're going out, we're talking about everything we can, and a little bit more. Looking forward to breaking these down. feel like I'm pretty comfortable with where I stand on one game. Very, very comfortable with one game. There's another game out there. That has me a little bit confused. It's it's a tough one. I'm going to have to walk through it with Russell Copeland. We'll do that at 12 o'clock. We got some crazy hardwood stories. Like some really whack Like really, really nut ones out there. You have um, DJ Slick. We talked about DJ Slick Rick. Did you remember that yesterday? Yeah. My man was decapitated. Yeah, I, I saw that story this morning. One of my buddies sent it to me. Um, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrifying. We'll talk about that. It's terrifying. R.I.P. Holmes. But but I, I'd never heard of him before. Well, so. it, that doesn't matter. No, I'm just saying you <laughs> made it sound like like he was like prominent. Like, I don't know. Was oh. he like... Yeah, like he's the, DJ Slick Rick. Yeah, I, I just never heard of him before. That's what I was saying. Is like I, I was asking, had you heard of him before? Did you know DJ Slick Not, Rick? I mean, I did. I did. Uh, I did yesterday or yeah, whenever he whenever popped it came, up. Literally, I woke up and my my I had a text message from my buddy, and it was literally the story that uh, Memphis DJ had was decapitated or whatever. I was like, oh my god, dude, the story is absolutely wild. My goodness, I just got a great text. You ready to check this one out? I'm sorry I'm interrupting my show. Savannah Harden, name two, the Dean's on a roll. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody give a round of applause in your car. Unless you're driving, then don't. Wait till your next stoplight. Yeah, I got to give her the old dude hitting the top of the car. Man. That is so pimp. I'm sorry about that, y'all. I just had to let you know I'm very excited. Now, um, again, what was I talking about when I started? My daughter just texted DJ's me. getting de- decapitated. Oh, yeah. See, I wanted to go to a positive story. We'll talk about that at 1230. We also have some really crazy stuff with Vince McMahon. My man is being sued for uh, basically depraved behavior. I'll get into that at 12 o'clock as well. We got T-Money and Uncle Brasky joining us with their picks at 1230. At 11.30, Jay Ham. we got to talk about some NBA action. i got a game that I think I really like tonight. Pacers last night beat the 76ers. Did you see that? I did, yeah. They did. They went out there, and they didn't have Tyrese Halliburton either. 
They ain't going to have him tonight, and they have a back-to-back, and they're playing the Suns, who've won seven straight. The Suns are only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I feel like I'm in love with the Suns, man. We're going to talk about that with Jay Ham. We'll talk about the Grizzlies. And uh, the Grizzlies have a tough game. They play Orlando today, 7 o'clock tonight, actually, FedEx Forum. So we'll talk a little bit of Grizzlies with Jay Ham. We'll talk, of course, about the Tigers, who have a very big game this weekend. And I do have to say today, it was very nice to listen to you and Wolo, two people who had a very level-headed conversation about the, the Tiger basketball team. Thank you, John. So, yeah, it, I'm it, like, I'm sorry. I know mine are some unhinged takes. Yeah, sometimes I'm a little emotional, you know. So uh, yeah, it was it was very it was nice. I was like, man, this is this is good. I can I can listen to this. I'm not going crazy. I'm not um, freaking out. But yeah, that was a great conversation. We'll talk a little bit about the Tigers as well. But I got to open up real quick because do you remember yesterday in my first segment how I mentioned the comparisons between Joe Montana and Brock Purdy? Few of uh, my friends yesterday hit me up and were absolutely killing me. And I was like, no, I guess you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying like he's freaking Joe Montana right now. I said, but Joe Montana wasn't big. He was 6'2". Brock Purdy's not big. He's like 6'2". I said, I mean, remember uh, that Josh Allen's a huge human being. Back in the day, you had John Elway and Dan Marino. Like those were physical specimens with like absolute hoses. But Joe Montana ran a system. The West Coast system. Brock Purdy wins a system under Kyle Shanahan. Joe had amazing weapons. We discussed the weapons that he had yesterday, the offensive line plus the defense. They're very, very similar in the way the teams are composed and the fact that they have these you know, great play callers as head coaches. So I was bringing that up, and guess like you wouldn't believe they were laughing and busting my, 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 my hump, I, would, I guess you would say, like I'm a camel. I was going to say something else, but I don't think I should say that because that's just rude. But they were busting me up. And then did you see Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, what he said yesterday? No. You didn't see it? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. I sent it to everybody. I felt so good. He was like, you know, when I watched, uh, you know, been watching a lot of film on Brock Purdy and uh, the San Francisco team. And he's like, in his exact words were, and I'm not saying he is Joe Montana, but damn it, he sure reminds me a lot of him. Does a lot of the same things. He gets the ball out of his hand quick. He makes the right read. He's very accurate. Uh, he's not going to absolutely scare you with his arms, but somehow he throws the ball well to the outside of the feet. You know, like just absolutely going in and saying everything that I said. Yeah. So how you like that? How you like that? It made me feel pretty good. I bet it did. I did. It did. And again, we're going to talk a lot about the Lions and San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about the injuries. We're going to break down everything that we've seen. And, and I will tell you the first thing that I keep coming to when I watch this – when I look at this 49ers-Lions game. Everybody's like, you know, San, you know, San Francisco's defense is great. They are, on paper, great. And they were for the first basically 14 weeks of the season. 13 – yeah, 14 weeks of the season. Week 15 on, they are 27th in the run. Their past game, I can't remember the damn where they were ranked in that, but it was not anything in the top 15. I talked about their big weakness, that uh, Ambry Thomas, Lenore, 
I mean, Ward, these are not cornerbacks. I mean, Ward's been playing really good. But they're, you know, they pick on Thomas when he's out there. Just pick on him. They run the same defense. They go out there in that 4-3. Of course, they come in sometimes with the nickel and take out old, old Burks. But you got Warner and Greenlaw running the middle. You got Young and Bosa coming off the edges. Armstead and Hargrave, they're sitting there trying to basically, and Javon, uh, you know, Ken Law, when he comes in there, they're basically trying to, with those two big tackles, stop your run game, keep everything in front of you, not give up the big play. And it was effective for a while. But man, if I when I look at this Lions team and I keep thinking to myself, the as explosive as this team is, and some people want to say, well, they're not playing in their dome in in Detroit. Weather's going to be great. The track in San Francisco is going to be fine. And again, they had who can run the football? David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. This Lions offense runs the football. Frank Ragnow, their center, who is a superstar, is really banged up and might not play. And that could be huge. But they still have Glasgow and Panay Sewell as those big, big right tackles. And did you know that uh, Panay Sewell is the, was the highest rated tackle in football and gave it one sack this year? Wow, I believe it. First team all pro. Wow. They only have two first-team All-Pros is where San Francisco has like eight of them. And that's, of course, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and, of course, Panay Sewell. But this is a damn good football team at running the ball. they got a great tight end in Sam Laporta. His knee, he's been wearing a brace for two weeks, and the man two weeks in a row has played great football. The Lions are going to be able to score on this 49ers football team. It's just for some reason it's not the same defense. I don't know what it is. And then also, as much as you can say that the Lions really do, you know, stop the run, they're okay at stopping the run. And Aiden Hutchinson is a is a good, good, good defensive player. But their secondary for the Lions is terrible. Talk about my boy Thomas getting picked on. Mm-hmm. Go out there and pick up on Sutton. How about Branch? Whoever is in there, just throw it all day long. Now, C.J. Gardner-Johnson might, like, do a little bit of a dirty hit on you, go low at your knee. But, man, like, I don't know, Kirby Joseph, this, this is just a bad secondary. Yeah, I feel like San Francisco is going to be able to throw the ball all over the Lions. I don't know about the 7.5, but I feel like this total is too low. Hmm. I've been thinking about that all week long. Like, yeah. out of all the games— like that you think are going to go under. I feel like this could be an absolute shootout. Because, again, 49ers are going to try to keep everything in front of them. But, dude, Jared Goff, he's going to have a lot of time back there. That is a good offensive line. And I watched last week, until the very end of that game, Aaron Jones was running down their throat. And those wide receivers, those young wide receivers and Jordan Love were carving up the 49ers. I know it gets a little tighter in the red zone, and that's what San Francisco wants you know to, to make you actually score when you get in the red zone touchdowns. But that Lions offense, I feel, is is really good. And the same thing about the Dead Gum Lions, one of their offense, I feel like the Dead Gum Brock Purdy and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Jennings and Kittle, they're going to get off. And then you got Kyle Ustick. They're bet like like the way they utilize him in their offense. 
Like they're going to be able to out physical that Detroit Lions football team, and I feel like they'll be able to out physical from the from the beginning of the damn game. They win the battle up front, and, and Brock Purdy has a clean pocket. Please, that secondary is going to get just lit. If you can't tell, I'm leaning. I'm leaning on the over, and I have no idea about the seven and a half because it could be a shootout. Could be last man standing with the ball. Like, who's got it last? And Brock Purdy, by the way, for a lot of the killing that he's been getting in the media, and people are just like, look at the other three quarterbacks and look at him. One is not like the other. I know Brock Purdy is not going to go win a, like, I guess uh, if they if they went out there and did an obstacle course or whatever, you know what I mean, or like a fitness test or ran races and said, Brock Purdy ain't going to win. But it's playing quarterback. All he has to do is get the ball out of his hand, make very good decisions, get him in and out of you know the right offense when you make the checks against the defense, and be accurate. And that's what he's been this year, and I expect more of the same. And the other side, though, with the Ravens, my goodness. If they don't do it now, like this is like – I feel like we're going to have a re- – do you remember when the Super Bowl lights went out? Oh, yeah. It was the Harbaugh Bowl. It was the Ravens. It was the 49ers. Colin Kaepernick playing quarterback for San Francisco. They looked very good. Then the lights went out. And then Baltimore came back and beat them. Good Super Bowl. Rams 49ers. I mean, Ravens 49ers. Damn. Um, I kind of feel like we're getting that again. And it's not just because of the conspiracy of the colors of the emblem for this Super Bowl in Vegas. I think the Ravens are a complete team. Lamar Jackson not only has new weapons like Zay Flowers and Bateman and a vet like OBJ. Like, he's got a good wide receiving core. Isaiah likely has turned into a damn stud. Stud tight end. Well, guess who you get back? The man who's caught more touchdown passes from Lamar Jackson than any other person on the planet. They get their big tight end, Mark Andrews. So they're going to be able to go two tight end formations. Kansas City gets gashed against the run. You're going to have Lamar Jackson, two tight ends, with either Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, or Dalvin Cook pick your poison. I think the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball right down Kansas City's throat. And when they do throw the football, Lamar Jackson is making quick decisions in Todd Munkin's offense. He's getting the ball out of his hands, and he's killing linebackers. They are just picking apart. He's reading linebackers to death. If they go out with a guy and turn their back on him, Lamar's running. They step up and try to stop Lamar. Lamar's throwing right over the top of him. He's smoking people this year. He's playing great football. He's going to be an MVP. And this is the the one Kansas City football team that we've seen that is actually vulnerable. They don't have that same feel as the other Kansas City teams. Do they still have Pat Mahomes? Damn right they do. Sure do. And is it scary as hell fading Pat Mahomes? I did it last week. Felt good about it in Buffalo. Got my, my, my keister burnt. I don't want to get burnt by him again, but I really don't feel like I'm going to. If you can get it minus a three and a half, I think you have to take it. It's gone up to four in a lot of places. I mean, Pacheco, he's going to have to have a hell of a game. And he's also a little beat up. 
And they do have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire backing him up. They have a good running back situation. Rasheed Rice has turned into a damn good football player. But do you know who the biggest weapon is for the Kansas City Chiefs? Who's that? Um, wouldn't that be number 87, Mr. Travis Kelsey? I think it would be. You know who's the best defense in all of football at stopping tight ends, specifically one guy named Kyle freaking Hamilton? I mean, yes, the Ravens, John. That is right. Kyle Hamilton is about six foot four, 225 pounds. He can get up there and get physical with Travis Kelsey. He's the kid out of Notre Dame that they took in the first round um, a couple years ago. He is just a sick, sick defensive player. And we're not even talking about they're also their defensive front, how they led the league in sacks. Their linebackers, you got two dead gum SEC beasts. Patrick Queen out of LSU and Raquan Smith out of where? Georgia. Man, you got some damn studs, man. Those were like the dudes. I I, I really like this defense. I'm worried now. Marlon Humphrey didn't play last week. Ronald Darby though stepped up in his place and had a phenomenal game. Marlon Humphrey though is questionable. He might get a chance to uh, to go at it, but dude, Darby, my man, he he's he he is that he's a he's a hell of a pro. So he's a great backup. I trust this Ravens team. I know Pat Mahomes is the man. Better defense, Ravens. More difficult offense to to necessarily stop. You would have to say, isn't it the Ra- isn't it the Ravens as well? I think so, because they have the answer. They have the tight end cheat code in Kyle Hamilton. They're going to put pressure on Pat Mahomes and Ness. Can he run around and does he have one of the best escapability and throw the ball from all angles? Hell, throw it about a he'll throw it with his left hand to avoid like an eight yard sack. He's a magician out there. He's the Houdini. But Lamar Jackson can do some amazing things, and he just has better weapons. I don't trust Kansas City outside of Rasheed Rice. I don't. I just, I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to be, you know, do you think MVS is going to have another great game like he had last week? I, I'm sorry. Probably not. He, I just don't believe that he's going to do it. I don't trust Hardiman. Remember that? What, it was Hardman that fumbled the ball in the end zone, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They survived that joint. I have to say, I am definitely, definitely feeling I like this Ravens football team. I think the Ravens are going to rep. I think we are going to have a recap of the Super Bowl with the 49ers and the Ravens like the Harbaugh Bowl because you know who won the natty? That would be the Harbaugh. The, the, Mr. Harbaugh. Mr. Harbaugh, there you go. Mr. Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Now he's going to the Chargers. We also have a lot of coaching news. Bill Belichick not wanted. Atlanta went with Raheem Morris. He got the job. Two interviews with Atlanta. Arthur Blank said no Moss. No, no. And the only two jobs open right now are Seattle and Washington. And I don't and I haven't heard anything about him interviewing with them. Bill Belichick not getting a job with eight jobs open. Are you shocked? Uh a, a little. I mean, look at like you know the 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 hires. They're all young, up and coming dudes. Like you got South Carolina completely went a different direction with Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator Canales. 
Raheem Morris, he's going to be doing his thing in the ATL. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Bill Belichick, no job. But we're switching gears. We will talk football again at 12 o'clock with Russell Copeland. We're breaking down the two games. We got T-Money and Brasky giving us our picks. We also have basketball on the other side, though, with Jay Ham. Don't touch the dial. It's a fry. Yay. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Fired up. It's a fired up Friday. Fired up if you got it. I'm fired up. We got championship weekend going down. So excited about it. Ravens. Chiefs. I got to fact check you real quick. About which one? We were just talking about that New Orleans Super Bowl a decade ago with the Harbaugh's. Was it not in, in New, New Orleans? Orleans? It was in New Orleans. Yeah, and they went out. They but, the lights went out for about twenty minutes. Yeah, but Baltimore was up twenty eight six when the lights went out. Oh, and then the 49ers came back. Yeah, they Okay, well, Kyle, anyway, all Kyle I know, that's right, that's right, that's what it was. And then Crabtree, they broke up the pass from Crabtree. Oh, so it that's helped. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that the Ravens yeah. won and something, and, and momentum switched yeah, after, after the lights. After got down at halftime. Oh, so and that, she's the one that put the lights out. That's who I blame. Yeah, because she had to have too much power. Hey. It's all right, it's Beyonce. I can't argue with the queen, man. Yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's what it is. Great Super Bowl, though. No, it was a great Super Bowl. <laughs> and since, uh, you know, Jim's back in the NFL and won a college natty, and his brother John is trying to get there, Lamar needs to get there. Might be time. I think it's time, especially with this team. I picked that same Super Bowl matchup from New Orleans. I picked that one for this one, too. I think it might go the other way, though. What, you liking the Lions or you liking the no, Chiefs? No, no, I like the Niners to win it all. Oh, you think the Niners are going to win it all this but, year? But so think, they were kind of like, like hey, they I, were kind of like the team. I was like, oh, you're like it's probably. It, I think it's their time. All right, since you're but, the historian, by the way, everybody knows we're talking with Jay Ham, the historian. Um, I said the other day, I was, you know, Brock Purdy's been getting killed. Drug, I mean, basically, like, oh, he had a horrible game. Uh, he couldn't hold the wet ball. You know, look at these four quarterbacks. One of them does not look the same, and it's Brock Purdy. You know unathletic, blah, blah, you know, just going on, going on again. But he led the league in completion percentage, pushing the ball on the outside of the hash. I mean, uh, throwing the ball past the first down line, yards per completion. I mean, he, I mean, he, he ran the, you know, he ran the offense. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a dude in Canton who was 6'2", 200 pounds, who is in the, again, in the Hall of Fame and has Super Bowl rings out the frizz aim. And he wasn't the best athlete, but he was winning Super Bowl MVPs because he was accurate. And he ran a system, that West Coast system, for a quarterback who was an amazing play caller. He had Jerry Rice and John Taylor. He had Tom Rathman and, and Roger Craig. I mean, like, he, Brent Jones. Brent Jones. Right. Like, they had a damn squad. Don't forget their defense with big Charles Haley on the other side. You see the correlation, So, though, right? see what I'm saying? Joe was a dude who ran an offense. Mm-hmm. 
and ran a system, but it didn't feel like – I mean, because he wasn't Dan Marino or John Elway. No, but he shows you that he had that in his game when he went to Kansas City too, though. Oh, yeah, even an old man. The dude is just a baller, and I feel like like little Brock Purdy, he's kind of a little baller. To speak of what you were saying in regards to the 49ers in general, look at how they construct historically, how they've constructed their championship teams Mm -hmm. the same way. I heard you in the first segment. You got the you got the guys on defense. You got weapons all around on offense. Great offensive line. Great offensive line. You got dogs on the D line as well. You always had that head coach who's a little is a step ahead of you. And when you move from Joe Montana and your other guy is hurt, and you have to roll with Steve Bono for a hot second. I remember Steve Bono, but um, you come with Steve Young, who actually got more touchdowns to Jerry Rice than Joe Montana does. Damn, I didn't even realize that. Right, you know, so, but that's another great little stat historian. But we talk I like about. That. <laughs> I thought a lot about that. I like that, that was common knowledge. As much as Chris Berman, I think said that. He, I, I, man, I can't remember. I, I'm more at River. Yep, <laughs> like that little whoop. <laughs> I love that rumbling, stumbling, bubbling, and the whole deal. I feel you, but it speaks more to. This is what's fun about. I think when you talk about especially with NFL teams, how they, especially the dynasties, the Steelers, they build their championship teams generally the same way. Strong defense, yep. a lot of weapons, it's smart quarterback, mm-hmm. a lot of weapons on offense. A big quarterback who can take big a beating. Go Terry Bradshaw, kids. if you go and look in, by the way, Big Ben. Right. But, I mean, I mean, Bill Walsh was the, like back then, was the dead gum the mad innovator. scientist, the innovator, the one who got the ball out of the quarterback's hand really quickly so he didn't have to be 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and built to take a beating. They were constantly MVP. like the Raiders who were pushing the ball, nothing but vertical. They're just throwing sure. shots way down the damn field. Man, he's like, man, I can just throw this little six-yard slant. Boom, let my wide receivers run after the catch. And he had an MVP quarterback before he got to San Francisco. Ken Anderson when he was in Cincinnati. Oh, damn. I learned that one from NFL Films. Good Shout job. I was going to say, I, you, I wasn't going to get there. All, I could have sat here all damn I think, day. I think Kenny won it in 1979. Damn. Or somewhere in there, late 70s, right before he made that move out to San Fran and they draft Ronnie Lott, you get Joe Montana. And yeah, because he, he, I think it was about 80, 81 when he headed to San Francisco. And that's the one they won the first one in 81. Mm-hmm. That's Beat right. That's right. Cincinnati. <laughs> no, no, he left. He probably he was there. He was there in eighty. Yeah, he you know was saying, right. The first or second year there, I think. He, yeah. I think it was the second year that they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I remember on America's Game, I love that series. Man, I did. Too. I did too. Because <laughs> it, it's built for cats like me to retain that kind of historical information. Like, oh, okay, cool. Now I get it. You know, but but do you think also the Brock Purdy though? Like when you think about historically, he's that dude. Like, I mean, he's that dude. If he goes out and wins one, does it shut everybody up? Yeah, for a minute. And then once you get two, then now they can't stand you like Patrick. That's true. <laughs> Man, and I'll he, tell you something. And but like you look at like again, Patrick you look over us. at the AFC. Brock Purdy is in the best position in the whole wide world. Oh, Just look at the quarterbacks over in the AFC compared to the ones that he competes with in the NFC. And Brock Purdy also is lucky because he's in San Francisco and he went to a head coach who utilizes thinking quickly, getting in the right reads, and just being accurate with the football and letting your wide receivers run after the damn catch. And he does that just as good as anybody. 
this Brock is one of those, and I don't knock this at all, but he's one of those. He's he's like I said, he's that dude for them. That's their quarterback going forward. That's just we we figured that out a year ago mm-hmm. with him. I mean, this is his second NFC Championship game in two years. And granted, Last they year, got they, they, granted, they got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Granted, mm-hmm. with a lot of this same core for the most part. Well, you know, move move a few pieces. Shout out and credit to John Lynch for you know yeah, the construction. Nasty, nasty right. GM. You know, they've done a great job in terms of acquiring, whether it's draft, trade, whatever. You know, they've done a great job on that. But just in general, it's like this is so much a reminder why football is the ultimate team sport. Yeah, you got your comic book heroes. Yeah, you got those game changers who can do things. Your Lamars, your Patricks. Like, Patrick reminded us last week. No, Patrick's just a winner. Do not count out 15. And as you said in the earlier segment, you can't count out 87 either. Mm Mm-mm. 87 was a monster last week Dude, in the was. right spots. I will say, though, I feel so good, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel so good about the matchup because I think Kyle Hamilton is that safety that if you haven't been paying attention, you need to watch this kid because he's he's different. I mean, he is 6'4", 225, full-grown man, fast, Sean. and he hits you like you wouldn't believe, has a vert, and he's going to get up there, and I think he's going to be all up in Kelsey's. That defense, though, John. That whole defense is nasty. <sighs> we had a poll question in my group, Views from the 22. Shout-out to my group on Facebook. Join us over there. That linebacking court is so sick. Which one will you take, Roquan or Fred Warner? I'm t- which no, that was like who, who, who's LB one was was the question. I looked at my responses. I run a three four. They both LB one. <laughs> if I got both of these dudes in the middle, that's cool with me, because I understand how Fred Warner also compliments Drake Greenlaw and yep. Roquan Smith. Well, like think about it, Drake anyway. Greenlaw and, and and Fred Warner. I mean, both Pro Bowlers. Patrick Queen, Raquan Smith, both Pro Bowlers. That's what I'm saying. Like they all, they that's just these this line back man. That's why I want them to also play in the damn Super Bowl. I want to see these defenses. While, while we here as well, I got to give a shout out to the people up in three one three, the Detroit people. Man, long Jerry time God. coming. And while I picked the Niners to win it, these people got a realistic chance Sunday. I'm telling you, I like the over. They got that's a football team, right? I there. mean, one that offensive line is nasty. I know we're worried about Frank Ragnow. They got hitters in the skill spots. But they can run the football They're as good as anybody. Has been there before. Yeah, he's been to he's, he went there with the Rams. But also like man, you got Amon Ross St. Brown and then Jamison Williams is a four two guy. Straight up. That kid still scares me. Just, Sam Laporta <laughs> is playing good. I mean, they're they're weapons outside and the way they run and their play action is best yeah. the best play action team in football. Yeah. And they don't back down from anything. I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather have Raekwon Smith and Patrick Queen having to cover and go against a play-action offense like the Lions and I would Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. I would agree there. I would agree there. Especially with what they got behind them in Baltimore. Oh, my God, because that secondary in San Francisco is terrible. They, Ward they plays their, good, right. but, man, they pick on Thomas. They pick on... I mean, they just pick on everybody on San Francisco secondary, and I know I pick on Thomas bad, but so do they. Uh, my man Lenore is her- terrible, terrible. 
That's Tayshawn the Gibson ain't though. a good safety. I mean, that secondary. The, the I mean, their defensive line with Bosa and Young and Armstead and everybody, Hargrave, uh, Ken Law. They got some men out there. Uh, so, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day comes up in there. That that is a defensive front that will light you up. That linebacking core is ridiculous. That secondary is soft. That might be the soft spot. That That's why they I like that it. over, man. Yeah, what, what is the total? 50 and a half. That's what it was. Like, That's wow. low. It's too low for me. I'm thinking we're talking like 35, 31. Let me check. One of those sure. kind of joints. 51 and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking like we're going 35, 31. You know, it's the final mm-hmm. with that one. 60, 65 and up or something. You know? I can't decide who I like going on, on the line. I like the Ravens. I'm, I'm going to take them, lay the points. But San Francisco minus the seven and a half against that Lions offense kind of scares me. Seven and a half, I don't know, feels like a right about that. It's, a, it's about right. And I'm not even a gambling dude, but I agree. See, that's what I was telling my cousins. Anytime I show up at a family function, they like to come up to me with their fan dual items. So I'm like, I don't even do this. <laughs> but tune in on Fridays on 98.5 and 1130. At 11, my man John coming off the gate talking about what he playing this weekend. Man, I can't help so. myself. I can't help myself. <laughs> By the way, though, we are going to talk a little bit of hoops. The Grizzlies have won two straight games. Hey, man. Man, they beat the Heat the other night, man. Hey, man. We got some dogs. Man. <laughs> no Tippin' Pippins, kid. We got some dogs. Ooh, I did not even know that Larza Pippin is Scotty Pippin Jr.'s mom. I knew. Damn, she's a good-looking mom. But I saw that kid when he was playing for Stackhouse. Marcus Jordan, though, and that whole Larza yeah, Pippin see, thing you, is you, wild, you, man. It's wild. This already. You intensified the Jordan Pippin beef even further. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a heel, John. I, I, I admire that. Hey, I just try. I, you know what it is? I love everybody out there in the service industry because they're working hard for you, so you need to work for them. And the fact that no tipping, pipping never tips for nothing. <laughs> I'm always going to be a heel on his ass. Please, you got to take care of your peeps. <laughs> That's true. That's for sure. Now, Grizzlies play Orlando. Orlando, six and a half point favorite. I like that team. That's man. a wild that Orlando team. That's yeah. good. You know who I like? I like Oklahoma City. Oh, dude! I didn't realize. We've been telling how, you about them. For I know. Okay, but shit. like I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not watching a lot of Oklahoma City basketball. Yeah, we've been trying to. And about y'all been telling years. me Chet Holmgren's actually good, and I finally watched, and I said, "Dude, I never thought he was gonna be any good." Dude, he was. He's banging Swamp threes. House shake Gilgis Alexander. No, he's the most cold. Like, yeah, it's, it, that's his team. But I really didn't think. Chet was ever going to be anything I that Chet, Chet he's too skilled, John. Yeah, he came in injured. You know how it is, yeah, man. That, I just kinda, I mean, that was in my head, and I just figured he's going to be one of those that are always, you know, on the you know sitting. Uh, man, Chet, this dude's been cold blooded. Chet, Chet and ball. You know, it's just as he gets older, you'll see. You know, him and Wemby hate each other. I didn't know that. Who? Victor women. Oh, that's, that's a healthy rivalry. Then. Yeah, they don't like each other, man. That's fair. I'm cool with that. What they go back to some international international play. play yeah, okay. when works. they were like young bucks. That works. I like it too. Hey, that's we need that they, kind of story. Yes, line we do. Yes, you we know? do. Especially if it's genuine. But then we'll find out in about the next fifteen years, these dudes really don't. They've grown to like each other now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll find. I don't know. Right now, they they, they really look like they really don't like each other. I mean, but they they can't even buy beer right now, so it's not. That is they true. Can't even, they well, can't no, even no, like I think Chet, find did, the Did he turn twenty one or twenty two? 
How old is Chet, man? Chet is like 20. Is he? 19, Man, 20. I know Victor's like 18 or 19. Right. He's a young buck. Yeah, they, they can't even get in the club. But, man, if somebody's seven, seven foot tall and they ask me for a beer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, well, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's just... I don't know. I just I just sell it to them just so they get their junk out of my face. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got to take a quick dive out. We're getting basketball on the other side. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56, WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Jay Ham, the historian. We got Brian Dake is hanging out on the other side. He's doing a lot of work. He's putting in that work. That's the kind of guy he is. But, man, I put in some work last night. I've been getting killed in college basketball. I had a complete meltdown on Monday about the Tigers. Watched Kansas on, you know, Monday look very, very pedestrian. Felt better about Auburn after they got beaten by Alabama. You know, felt a little bit more rational. Also realized I don't like betting on college basketball because damn it, I'm gonna I'm losing money. Yeah, you so, know why? Because it's hard. The portal has caused that much chaos, and you have no continuity. It's hard. It's yeah, you hard, don't. It's man. hard because you can't really look at As records. Bob said it's a hard rain. Arizona, fall. Lost, Arizona lost to Oregon State last night at the buzzer. I think Oregon State is hovering around 500. Yep. They got. I think they got over five hundred with that win. Right. <laughs> but you know what's easy? Women's basketball. I'm the biggest fan. I watched the Gamecocks and LSU, and let me tell you this something. Me. This really does. I me. love Dawn Staley. I love Kim Mulkey. People are cr- you crushing Kim Mulkey because she wore a, a like a, a over the top. Yeah, she had a outfit with a tiger on the back and a Coca Cola on the brain, side. Heenan style jacket. Dude, I on. loved it. I thought it was awesome. And she's yeah. going crazy. She's freaking out. Don Staley's chill on the other side, like Don with Staley her style. Got on the new Jordans or something. <laughs> yeah, man, just kind of doing Don Staley style things. I watched that first. Two you know, great hey, point by the way, dude, yeah, Haley right. Von Lith. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, that Chloe Kitts girl though for the other side was really good. Um, T uh, Tahini Poa Poa. Tahini Poa Poa. You did your best. She is awesome. (laughs) I mean, she's shooting 54% from three-point line. I was like, hold on. South Carolina as a team is shooting 44% from the three-point line. All those girls were shooting better than all the dudes. Like, both teams are better shooters. Like, all night. Dude, um, what's it? uh, Bree Hall for South Carolina. The final minute and a half of the game. 
My girl goes buckets back to back threes, just putting it in people's heart. Don't go get hoopers, man. Man, I'm telling you, I enjoyed watching that game, man. Those girls were awesome. That's and the- again, I could gamble on it because I watched the first quarter, beginning of the game, man. South Carolina was seven and a half minus three fifty. Then next thing you know, I'm getting South Carolina oh. early in the second quarter plus. 170. Oh, give me some of that because they're only playing six girls from LSU. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine what this term is going to look like. Under 159 and a half was easy because in the first quarter, they were LSU, man, was just as cold as you could. I mean, I'm just I'm not because you're talking LSU about women's like hoops. Seven shots in a row. Me being a hoop head and you talking about women's hoops when I know people they can in shoot America. They a lot better. When I know people in America the dudes, simply do sure. not like women's basketball, and they'll slander it at any cost. And it's Listen, like, can I tell you something? I used to be about? a, I used to be that same dude, and not in the aspect that I would slander it. I'd only talk about the hot ones. Like there was the girl for Stanford that I really, really liked. Um, and you had the uh, twins, the Cavender twins. You know what okay, I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was my um, basically to be honest with you, that was where my enjoyment came in. But watching LSU and South Carolina, these two teams coming out with you know hoopers though? all over the place. Gino and his girl stopped bullying everybody. You know what? Life. Yeah, I got tired of watching. And before that, it was Tennessee. It was either Tennessee right. or the UConn. It was Tennessee, UConn, and nobody right. else could play. Stafford would be around too. Shout out to Coach Tara Vanderveer for being oh, the, the all time. She passed uh, Coach K. Right, being the all-time Wesley. She's the she, coach. She coached the hot chick at Stanford. And, she, and we, of course, the 96 women's team that really set this women's oh, group really? things like emotion, you know, emotion in that way. This one, they had, uh, you know, Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, all of them was on that women's team. And then, like, Rebecca Lobo was like a super rookie. It was, so it was one of those kind of deals. Nikki McCray was on that team. Shout out to her, Collierville native. A bunch of those. And Tara was the coach of that because I remember they went on a tour playing against college teams leading up to that Olympics. You know, so just one of those milestones. It's cool to see her pass that, you know what I'm saying, to be the OG of that. And well, she's still rolling. You well, know? the Lady Gamecocks, which are my favorite Gamecocks, oh, yeah, they took care of business last week. And then South Carolina dropped Kentucky this week. So it's been a good weekend, uh, you know, Gamecock. And they Kentucky team, I enjoy watching because they got man, a they lot of got talent. everything. I, I don't know how they lost South Carolina, but they man, South Carolina was just you know was my they, favorite. South Carolina was shooting like the women's team. <laughs> you know, my I'm favorite. serious. Those women teams are better than so much better at shooting oh, a three pointer. It's ridiculous. It, you you never watched the um, college three point shootout and dunk contest nah. at the end of the year? The women always win that. Three-point shootout for the most part. It depends on who's shooting for the men's side, though. They've been teasing about um, Steph Curry going against some good girl in the uh, – Some the, good girl. Sorry, like, I don't know her name Sabrina off the top. Sabrina Inescu. Is that, is that her? Yes. Okay. Oh, y'all laugh at me. I am laughing at you. Hey, I know uh, yeah, I know, Sabrina, I know Bree Hall. Sabrina I know Chloe Kitts. She broke Steph like I know Tahina Poa Poa. Uh-huh. Those are my Gamecock girls, man. You would have liked Sabrina when Sabrina was in college. Oh, she you would have like loved her, John. A bucket bucket. She sure was. Like, she went through Kobe's deal. Kobe yeah. rocked with her. Shout out to Kobe, too. Yeah, the anniversary. Oh, is today, today is yeah. what is yeah, four today? Four years, yeah. Yeah. Today's four years. Yep. Yeah, I did see R.I.P. Crazy Sunday. I'll trending. never forget that. A rainy Sunday. During the, all, or during the uh, Pro Bowl. Right. Year, during man. the Pro Bowl. One Damn. week before the Super Bowl. G-G. I do remember that. All those on board were R.I.P. And, and what led to be the craziest year in our lifetime, sure too, was. 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
COVID was yep. followed. Oh, soon, that like was six terrible. weeks later. Mm-hmm. NBA shut down. We had no NCAA tournament. We had a whole Big Ten being a bunch of weak saws. Dude, Big Ten so soft they wouldn't even Justin, play. Shout out to Justin Fields. Man, I hope he does. Oh, man, we ain't even. Hey, man, what do you think about the Tigers, man? They're going to take care of business this week. I just got off on girls' basketball. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I, 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 Dude, that was trust. on ESPN, wasn't it? I was watching that whole damn game. And, see, I'm just thrilled by the fact that you're talking about women's hoops on the program. Thank you. That's that's what's up to me. The people at 94 Feet of Life, we appreciate you for this one, John. Man, no problem, Because we got, we got women. We got guys that coach women, that train women, that work with them and the whole deal. Working with one of them is a manager of WNBA players. <laughs> oh, <laughs by the way, group, another so. thing I say about the women's game, their inbound plays – are so much more sophisticated than anything the men are running. Like, man, I'm telling you, they they were just – they put on a clinic last night. Cause LSU even, in the game – LSU and South Carolina put on the damn basketball clinic last night. Even with the talent and star power that they have, they still keep it basketball. It's not a situation where the women where they get caught up in the star – being in a Herculean, needing a Herculean. Sure, I didn't even mention, by the way, also Angel Reese. If she didn't foul out, man, I might not have covered that game. I love her game, though. I might not have covered if she didn't foul out, but she had so many beasts down low that they kept throwing at her. Dawn was rotating big body after big body after big body. That's who. And you got to put a body on Angel because she's going to get every rebound. She is. She is. She's a feisty little sucker. Haley Van Lith was a little feisty sucker right. too. Well, she, oh, she's Haley a Baltimore Van girl. Lith. Dan oh, Lith. She's so good. She's a Baltimore girl, so she got that toughness in her anyway. You know Man, it, that was um, that was fun. Um, Tigers better get a win. Grizzlies. They're playing Orlando tonight at the house. They got a chance. Gigi Jackson. And, Gigi uh, Jackson. The truth. Vince Williams. Scotty Pippen. Man, Vince. Please. Vince William Jr. That dude. And shout out to Trip because Trip been hooping too. He's been hooping. Damn, this whole team right now has been fighting yeah, their little tape. This is what I can rock with. Even while things are down like that, these dudes still gonna go out and compete. They're not getting like handled that way. They'll lose some games, but they're not getting handled. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Not too much anyway. Now, you know, back to back they'll probably get beat by twenty eight. <laughs> you know, the second night of a back to back or whatever. But they just don't have it that night. And then already being at a deficit in terms of, you know, who's available and who's not. But the young dudes are hungry. You know what I'm saying? One of my mm-hmm. favorite plays from the other night was David Ryder came down, banged the joint, then leaked back on, caught the inbound, stole that joint, came back and stuck a three in the eye. Like <laughs> big body Ryder right there. You know what I'm saying? But he still played like a linebacker, but that's cool. <laughs> Grizzlies tonight, 7 o'clock. Where they can find you? Tell them how to get in touch. YouTube.com forward slash at 94 Feet of Life. Not this coming Tuesday, next Tuesday. Trade deadline special. We're Take going that. in a couple of days before the trade deadline. We're going to guess who's going to be on the move, who, who's moving for money, who's possibly going to turn into a contender. YouTube.com forward slash cultured ones. Word cultured, the number one, S. Is where you can find us for the football stuff. I got a feeling they probably gonna have a championship Sunday preview this coming Sunday on the Culture Ones shot on YouTube. Views from the twenty two. Holla at us though. All right, who's in the Super Bowl? Last but not least, I'm gonna stick with my pick with the people in the E forty on forty nine er Ravens. E forty. I saw E forty video yesterday with he was all with forty nine er girls. That's enough. They gonna win it. All right, forty nine ers Ravens. It he basically says in the be Super Bowl. the wire versus forty eight hours. 
the movie 48 hours that is because that was in San Francisco. So taking a quick timeout, Russell Copeland. We're breaking down the AFC and NFC championship games right here on Sports 56 98.5 FM. Oh. 